Hi, and welcome to episode 233 of No Crying in Baseball, the watermelon and tequila episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. We're in the same room. This is very exciting. Yeah, and you just got back into town. I did. Yeah, I was in Cleveland for the weekend, and the two most important things I did, um, except for seeing family and friends, which was really fantastic, was um, I went to a brewery um, at near near Westside Market in Cleveland called the Market market brewing company and we are drinking um our second yes. our second flavor of of the market brewing beer and the cool thing is the cans have the guardians the actual um the guardians of traffic statues on the cans and the beer is good so it's totally like a twofer the other best thing that happened today was when before i checked out of my hotel i was talking to the guy at the hotel starbucks thing and for some reason we ended up in a conversation about watermelon and tequila Hmm. Uh, always a good combination. He had me spell my last name, which if you say it wrong, sounds like melon. And he said, I love melons. <laughs> and went off onto this like summer cocktail that I, I've memorized the recipe for. So we're going to try this watermelon and tequila. So if you don't oh. like tequila, you can... No, no, I like tequila. Yeah. It's fine. So that was like, you know, how I left Cleveland into the snow because it snowed overnight on April third i woke up to snow but i could i could dream of summer drinks on the patio with um watermelon and tequila that sounds lovely is it actual crushed watermelon do you yes okay yeah you throw the watermelon in the blender with the tequila and the ice cubes and um yeah and then you you throw in some herbs and some lemon juice and then you um drink more of it i'm ready apparently apparently that's the dangers you drink more of it but yeah i came back with kentucky derby hats and some (laughs) pearls and um and good times with family and it was super nice. Oh, that's so awesome. And then I'm invited to the Potty Mouth to do a podcast and have some beer and have some dinner. And I missed you because we didn't do this together for a couple weeks. Oh, home. that's right. Yeah. That's right. So cheers. Yeah, so yeah. Cheers I always out. have to get like reacquainted with the basement studio here and how it works when we're in person. Right. I just, yeah. I'm, muscle memory is it's a little lagging these days. But we've been doing this a lot. This is the end of season five recording as far as like our our cataloging goes, which is kind of weird. But we always start the new season when the new season starts. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So we started um, with the World Series in 2017. Oh, my God. 2017. So that that season was just the World Series and then the off season. Mm -hmm. And so so season one was small, but all the other seasons were opening day to opening day. So it's still it's a lot. We've done a lot of stuff. So So you guys who have been listening from the beginning, thank you for sticking with us and and new folks, I'm glad to have you join the fun. Yeah, and you have a lot of back episodes that you could go back and listen to how we were in our wild and crazy uh, early yeah. days. Yes. Just before we get started, I just wanted to mention and honor Shirley Berkovich, who I'm just still in shock, who died this past week at the age of 89, one of the Rockford Peaches from the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, who played baseball professionally as a woman in this country from 1949 to 1951, and she played with a bunch of teams and ended in Rockford. What I didn't realize is, I think, I didn't write down if she was the only one. I think she is the only one who not only had a cameo in the movie, but actually spoke as well. Um, Importantly, she was a founding member of the International Women's uh, Baseball Center. Center. That's it, (laughs) that they're in the process of 
gonna build at this point. So it's it's sad that she couldn't see it come into fruition. But she worked so hard for women and girls baseball. And and she and Mabel Blair were always the ones to see at all the girls' clinics, playing with the girls, coaching the girls. Like meeting the eight-year-olds who understood yeah. who they were and why they were important, which I love. I love that their coaches and you know people are putting leagues together and and Justine Siegel and all these people are are, are connecting the importance of what these women did in the 40s and the 50s to your ability as an eight-year-old girl to play baseball now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been really heartwarming to see a lot of these girls and young women at this point yeah. posting now on social media about how important it was for them to, to have met Shirley. So, you know, there are still some legends out there. Don't delay if you ever get the opportunity to meet or see them speak. And we actually saw them at the, at the All-Star Games. Yep, because they sure. were in those women in baseball clinics at the play ball thing. And just amazing, amazing stories. For sure. On today's show, do you like the City Connect jersey? We sure do. Um, we've got the police blotter featuring lawsuits and the frickin' DH. We've got Cardinals and Tigers and O's, oh my, doing the right thing. We've got predictions, which are always, always right on, right on for awards and champion teams. We've got minor league fun with Copa de Diversión and getting to second base, I'm just saying, and lastly, international baseball. Woohoo. Man, it was fun getting those City Connect jerseys. That's not actually in our notes, right? So Yeah. It, okay, that was so cool. Yeah, we, we um, I played a little hooky, um, and um, I mean, I used mm-hmm. leave that I had, you know, legitimately acquired to run some important errands before my trip, which meant going downtown with Potty Mouth to get in line at the Nats team store to get our um, very special City Connects Cherry Blossom jerseys, which if you don't live in D.C. and all you see are pretty flowers, I'm sorry, talk to somebody who lives here because the cherry blossoms are super important. The letters look like the Washington Monument. It really does feel like home to those of us who live here. So Yeah, and the flag of D.C. is on the sleeve, which is a very important political statement. Yeah. And and yay. You know, I love them. They're great. They're super good. Shit. I hate to transition into shit, but we're going to talk about that asshole again who still technically pitches for the Dodgers, but is out on suspension because of... Suspension um, or administrative leave? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's administrative leave, which has been extended, right, because the MLB is still investigating his um, accusations of abuse. Well... Well, and the important thing about the difference between the suspension and the um, administrative mm-hmm. leave is administrative leave is paid. So he's getting millions of dollars right. for not showing up at work as opposed to if the investigation proves, you know, that they that he's going to suffer consequences, then whatever suspension will be unpaid. Right. Right. I, I, I might not even say his name. You can go back to past episodes because we've been talking about him for a while. And he at this point. There are so many people coming out and saying that he was proven innocent, which we've said on this show before is bullshit. The charges were not pressed because they they didn't think that they would be able to convict him, which is very, very different than being proven not guilty. He has not been proven not guilty in any sort of way. But now he's sort of getting on his high horse and lawsuits, multiple lawsuits at this point. The most recent one this last week is he's suing the Athletic and Molly Knight for defamation. He is upset with their allegation that the woman suffered a fractured skull, which is what they printed. Apparently, there were indications at first, and it was later uh, ruled out by a CT scan. So it's not totally clear about when they printed what, but it seems like that they did 
print a correction, you know, that's, mm -hmm. but it wasn't good enough for him. And he already sued parent company of Deadspin for the same issue. So this is just, you know, media reporting on something as it's happening. And the, the type of abuse that was alleged is pretty horrific in many ways. And, you know, I didn't even remember the fractured skull detail. I'm just so horrified about everything else. So mm -hmm. it, it almost doesn't fucking matter. There's plenty of evidence that this woman suffered physical damage, serious, serious injury. And now he's suing because that's going to help his reputation. Yeah, so right. apparently, you know, um, watch what you say on Twitter because... I, I think maybe he's hurting for money with his, his administrative right. leave where he's only getting bazillions of dollars a day. So he's looking for people to um, to sue. So there you have it. Um, also in the police blotter, you know, I'm not happy about the universal DH. I'm so sorry. And a th something happened this week that made me think, oh, here's the repercussion that I didn't understand to begin with. So my, a former boyfriend of mine on the Nationals, who I fondly refer to as the CW, because it's like you should star in a CW show, Andrew Stevenson, outfielder and pinch hitter was um, was outrighted by the Nationals because his value in most games was coming in as a pinch hitter. But with the designated hitter there, you don't have pinch hitters because you just have the designated hitter mm -hmm. there for the pitcher the whole time. So these guys who were good for like coming in off the bench right. for an at-bat when you swapped out a, a pitcher don't have that job anymore. So he was outrighted because he's, he's out of options. So he had 48 hours to decide whether he was going – he cleared waivers right away. And all the teams picked him up. So he could then choose to go to the Rochester Red Wings, which is the Nationals AAA team, um, and then you know see what happens or – become a free agent. And he decided, I think today, we're recording on Sunday, um, to, to go back to the AAA team. Oh, good. Because, well, you know, it's, yeah, well, I think the main reason was security because then he has his existing contract in place for $850,000 a okay. year as opposed to what am I going to get on the free agency market, right. which and is a lot more risky. there's still free agents hanging out there that yeah. don't have a job yet. So it's like, oh, Here's something that came directly from the DH. Now, frankly, I think the Nats need more outfield depth. So I, I think we'll see him again, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. I mean, pinch hitters are still needed in the, in, in you know, the old American League, but, um, but not in the same kind of strategic way as what a pinch hitter yeah. role was in the National League. So as, as Patty is looking at our new beer, which is a lovely beer from um, Astro Lab Brewing Company here mm -hmm. in Silver Spring called Gravitas Rainbow. I and like so we're it. just shining a little bit of rainbow here. And I just want to give some credit where credit is due to the St. Louis Cardinals for doing the right fucking thing and bringing Tio Albert back. And seeing the crowd reaction when he first walked out for that spring, spring training if game. If people don't know who that is, who are we talking about? Oh, this is Albert Pujols, who was most recently playing with the Dodgers, who is definitely at the end of his career. He, I think he, he announced that this is his last year. And he, his longest tenure and his best years were with St. Louis Cardinals. And for them to bring him back for his final tour year is the right thing to do for him, for the fans. This is definitely the, um, the elder statesman year because also Yadier Molina, uh, Wainwright, Adam Wainwright, they're both hanging on there as elder statesmen. And so for all of them to be there this year, it would be nice if they do well. I really hope the best for them. If T.O. Albert starts on opening day, which is what is projected, it will be his 22nd opening day start of his career, 
which makes him number two only to Pete Rose, who had 23. By the way, Yachty has 17, so he's up there. If he gets 18 home runs a season, and I am hoping, I think it's possible, he will pass A-Rod for fourth in number of uh, home runs. A-Rod has 696. If he gets 21, then he hits the 700 club, which includes Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. Pretty nice. Yeah, so he would be the only Dominican there for sure. Wow, very cool. So yeah, we've got some teams definitely doing the right thing. Um, One of my favorite things that happened in the past several days was um, Spencer Torkelson is a big pick for um, Rookie of the Year. Not by me, sorry, bud. But he's everyone's been looking forward to him um, on the Tigers. And as you know, when rookies come up, opening day is unlikely because of service time manipulation. Um, Miggy Cabrera. Has you know, it's been the the first baseman for the Tigers. Said I will move to DH if it makes room to bring up Torque because uh-huh. he's good. He needs to get up here. And all. So he was already like doing the elder statesman thing, yeah. like we we're talking about. Like okay, make room for this guy. Let's not. So he was called into um, to um, Hinge's office to have a to have a conversation about some misplays that he had during spring break and that's so Miggy was there to like explain to him you know what went wrong and how to make sure it's better and they said okay so you got that now you're going to be okay you know and, and not do that again he said yeah no I got that like, okay good then you're going to start on opening day wow and wasn't that cool that was yeah. just a great little okay dude like you know we, we got you here that's under false, false pretenses but we want and, and the handoff from Miggy being in the room was humongous so i'm really excited that they did that he's going to definitely be somebody to watch he's he's going to tear it up he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch and i just love that they have this like really meaningful not just oh yeah by the way here's the roster oh totally serious rookie of the year contender um and just just a side note both uh albert pujols and miggy cabrera were past baseball boyfriends of mine so for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time in the off season we have been going for the past several seasons painstakingly through the rosters and we each pick one guy per team because they're cool there's something about them that's awesome behind beyond the field and then we take them and we whittle down our fantasy teams so more on the fantasy team later but our baseball boyfriends are all cool guys by definition if they do something wrong we ditch them one of my cool guys, Trey Mancini, which, side note, I have him on my fantasy team for first base, which is fine. Like, Yahoo will accept that. But he's probably going to be DHing because Ryan Mountcastle is going to be on first base. I'm not going to get defense points. So, well, then you might. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I looked and Yahoo, who I'm, I'm having a tiny little war with, Yahoo Fantasy, I'm having a tiny <laughs> little war with because things are going wrong, um, doesn't have a DH position available. So we can't, like, right. so you've got to put somebody in his utility if you see them as a DH person. So maybe you can. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just going to have Trey Mancini as my first base and just okay. suck it up with the defense po- points and okay. see how much I bottom up. <laughs> but the good news is at least he's going to be on the Orioles, at least for the time being. Uh, Last week, we talked about being pissed off at the Orioles for not paying the man, and he's actually compromised a bit. Uh, They both did. They came to an agreement so that they're avoiding arbitration, which is awfully nasty. So one year, $7.5 million, and the difference here, so last week, we were stuck at the O's offer, which was $7.375 million, and Trey's wanting $8 million. So they compromised at 7.5, which seems closer to the O's number than Trey. That's, you know, my my basic math skills here. They're giving him a second year $10 million mutual option. So that means either side, both sides have to agree to it with a $250,000 buyout. 
So if the mutual option, so if he doesn't take that ne next year, he gets that money, which brings him closer to that $8 million. That took me a really long time to figure out, but I think that's how it works. He's still a free agent after this season, which means he's still a trade piece in the Orioles racing against the, the A's, apparently, on who can le oh, get, don't, don't get rid of Don't you cut out the Reds in the race that's to right. the basement. That's right. Do that. That's absolutely right. Because because in all this, Trey Mancini is the longest tenured Oriole, which yeah. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's, but he's an Arbit. That's weird. Yep, for yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, speaking of our baseball boyfriends, um, what we're doing this week in lieu of picking more because they're all picked and we've got our rosters is we're doing our predictions. <laughs> and, so and we suck at this. <laughs> but boy, do we have fun with it. Right. Like last year, I don't think we came. We didn't get many right at all. I mean, I know we got none of the contests right, but I don't remember about the league the, the division leaders, I think we did pretty shitty in that as well. I think we did too. So, you know, I'm, I'm taking that um, to make it a little bit more risky this year. So I think what happened last year is I did a little bit too much of playing it safe. And so now I think I'm willing, I'm going to go with my heart. All of these are full heart picks. All right. And we're going to go that, that way. So we're starting off with Rookie of the Year. Last year's Rookie of the Year, for those of you who want who might not remember, in the American League was Randy Arosarena, and the National League was uh, Jonathan India, right, for, mm -hmm. from the Reds. Um, this year, I'm going with Julio Rodriguez, Mariners rookie. He's just doing so well. He's, he's raking it in spring training. The other day, he got an inside-the-park home run. Uh, as of today, actually, I just uh, checked right before recording. He was up to batting 400 in spring training with another couple of hits today. And the sweetest uh, thing that I saw was an article in The Athletic about his relationship with Ichiro. And they, size-wise, very, very different people. Julio is a big boy. Ichiro, not so much. But they play catch together. And Ichiro has this special, you know, coaching relationship with the Mariners and has totally taken him on as this, this guy is going to go far. So he's good enough for Ichiro. He's good enough for me. National League, I'm going with Seiya Suzuki because he's not really a rookie. He counts, though, which I was fascinated about. <laughs> yeah. so he's playing with the Cubs, but he already played in Japan for nine seasons, and he was like one of the hottest to acquire at the beginning of the season, so that's, that's my pick. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go backwards because I also picked Suzuki. But so yeah, it is interesting because it's it's definitely kind of an apples and oranges thing, but if you're going to have a guy who did that well for so long technically in the mix yeah i'm gonna go for him right. um even though the guys who are true rookies from like if you know amount of play yeah yeah doesn't but, seem fair but i will say that um so joey bart showed up on a couple of lists farther down like three or four or five on the list but he's kind of like my heart guy i picked him as a boyfriend too early but mm -hmm. now that um buster posey is out the um sort of the catcher position is sort of um, up for grabs for the Giants, and Joey's been looking really good. So my heart's with Joey, but my brain is with Suzuki for um, the Rookie of the Year for the National League. Um, on the American League, you know my heart is with Adley Rutschman, but here's the thing about my friend Adley Rutschman. He's going to get suppressed because he's got the now he's got this little tricep thing happening mm -hmm. so he's going to start a little bit later yeah. and he's not going to get the playing time whereas bobby witt jr has already been set they've already said yeah. you are starting you'll be the, the the third baseman for the royals starting opening day and 
Bobby Witt actually took over as a number one prospect in the top 100 from Adley. So they're actually one, two. So it's going to be close. They're both going to be in the run. I kind of think it's going to go to Bobby, even though I'd prefer it goes to Adley. So I know my, if I were money, if there was money on it, it would be with Bobby. If it's just, who do I want? You know, you know where I'm at. You know where I am there. I was totally wondering which way you were going to go. I was so close to picking Adley also, yeah, but then yeah. the recent injury stuff, I thought, mm. I just think they're going to want to you know, do the service time manipulation yeah. too, and they're going to use that injury as part of an excuse. Like, well, yes. now it's not our fault that he's got to start. We just want to be careful with him. Right. We want to be careful with him. Like, uh, right. And so. who do they have? They have Chirinos, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, the fun thing about – we have lots of O's ticks. The fun thing about the O's not doing so well is they have really cheap tickets, <laughs> so we get to go see some baseball. It'll be fun. So MVP, not going to be from the Orioles this year. Last year, it was Shohei Otani for the American League and Bryce Harper for the National League. I'm going to go with Otani again. I just think he's going to repeat until, I don't know, the, the world ends or something like that. He's just amazing. He's just unique dude. And National League, Juan Soto was just edged out by Harper last year and was a really good sport about it also. Yeah, it like Very congratulatory. And, and in so many ways, you know, as a Nationals fan, we saw Soto come in as heir to Harper. And yep. here we go again, passing the baton. Here we go again. Yeah, and so I'm actually... I'm going with um, last year's number two is taking it this year. You know, we're number two, but we try harder. <laughs> um, like, uh, Vladdy, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm. was on top point. of everything last year, except for Otani was freaking magic. Yeah. And you couldn't not pick Otani because he was magic in multiple ways. I kind of think that Vladdy's going to get his due this year. So we'll see. Hmm. Um, you know, I certainly, I absolutely love Otani. Um, but I, I think Vladdy's going to do it. And I'm with you, Potty Mouth, on Juan Soto. A lot of people are picking Acuna, uh, who I adore. Really? Wow. Yeah. But he's coming off of an injury. Yeah. And so I think it's a little bit of a wild card situation, whereas we know what Juan can do and we want him to do it. So so I'm, I'm going with last year's number two is taking it this year. All right. So actually, so much for my heart picks. If I really was going heart for American League, I would have done Vladdy too, because he is a former boyfriend of mine. And um, and I think you're right. And and have you seen his off-season workout stuff? This, <laughs> this guy had a trainer on him. He is looking like he's in the best shape of his life yeah. by far. And yeah. So are we, wait, are we talking? Um, uh, which one are we talking? Vladdy. 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 Okay, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Soto's in great shape, but yeah. Vladdy has really come around. My favorite thing about um, Soto is now that Nelson Cruz is on the Nationals, oh. and they are clearly working together. And can you imagine a better mentor than Nelson yeah. Cruz? If you are a power hitter right oh my god so i think that's gonna also help and baseball boyfriend point points because yeah. nelson cruz is the nicest guy like that's he right. is just that's right and, and, back. and my and my uh, former boyfriend so yay for that excellent pick excellent pick okay i guess we have to go over to pitchers cy young last year i don't the, the i was looking at the um the betting odds on these guys they were both dark horses like they, they whoever were. bet on them made a shit ton of money robbie ray from toronto and corbin burns from the the brewers so in the American League, I, I came really close to saying Otani. I was thinking that would be so cool if he did a double, but I'm going to be a believer and Yay. go with Shane Bieber. I think he's going to come back and get it again. And then for the National League, here's the heart part. I'm going with Carlos Rodon, who is not a big pick for many people, but I feel like he did a little bit of paralleling Rob, what Robbie Ray was like last year, sort of like new team, Coming back, he had a really good year last year after having not so good years previously, and I, I just, I'm going to go with 
the guy that I have on my fantasy league. Yeah. 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 No, that that makes sense. Um, For I'm going Justin Bieber, too. I put him down with a little heart next to him saying, OK, this is the guy I want to win. And then yeah. I was kind of reading about everybody else. You know, I am going to go with Bieber. And last year he was out with an injury a long time. Right. But he said he's 100 percent this year. And last time he was 100 percent. He won the Cy Young. So this will be going for number two. Um, I Watching him pitch when he is on is just a joy. Mm-hmm. It is just a joy. And I, I get to do it a lot because I, I do follow the Guardians. So um, I'm excited about the that. Guardians. So, the I'm Guardians. I'm excited about that. Um, for National League, um, I'm going Walker Bueller, who I really like. And I think you know, the Dodgers are so freaking stacked that I think that's going to actually enhance his pitching. I think – it's going to be a role. It's going to be like, mm. you guys are doing so great. I'm doing great. Like, everybody builds okay. off of each other. Um, yeah. I mean, he's pretty high on a, lot of, on a lot of lists, but he's not number one on most lists. Max Scherzer is number one on a lot of lists, who I've picked in the past, and who's won three already, and who I love. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen with him is, now that he's a Met, he's going to have the Mets curse. That's right. You know, Mets destroy that. They have great pitchers, and they <laughs> All, destroy their pitchers. Already. Look, already. already. is out. And, and then, Scherzer is doubtful for opening day. So, yeah. Like, Scherzer was going to have, like, you know, the second spot. He was going to have the day after opening day. Like, oh, we're going to opening day. We'll miss Scherzer. But we'll see DeGrom, and then DeGrom is out. Like, well, then Scherzer will get the opening day, and then maybe he won't. So, so we'll yeah. see who we get to I, see. Yeah. I mean, Scherzer's amazing. He's um, you know, he's way older than the other guys that he's in, in contention with. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's starting to catch up. I don't know. I don't want to, I wouldn't say right. it to his face cause I'm afraid of him. Oh my God. I love him, but I'm also afraid of him in a good way, in a good way. But, um, yeah, so Scherzer has my heart there, but I really think Walker Bueller is going to do it this year. I feel like we're doing sort of like a, or you're doing a little bit of a throwback to our childhood between being believers and then Bueller, Bueller. Bueller. Like this, yeah. These are yeah. The, 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 I'm a believer is way earlier than yeah, yeah, Bueller, but, Bueller. I believe but, I, yeah. I have a, I have a 45 of, of I'm a believer. I, I have some monkeys 45s. Do you have something to play it on? Um, no. We do. We do should. We should, we should have right a 45s night. <laughs> so we totally should. We totally should. Dance party. All right. That's it. So now you guys know. You can face. You can play us. Now we're I'm a believer. believer. <laughs> All right. We're going to go into the big picks. We're going to go into the division picks. There's so many wild card stuff this year, and and Patty pointed out to me earlier that she she's had a long weekend, and there's just too many teams to pick for the wild card. So we're gonna leave those for now. If you're super curious, we will, you know they maybe I'll put that on Patreon. We can put our there, wild card. There pick. we go. There, there we you go. go. Be a Patreoner, Patron, Patreon, Patron, <laughs> and you can see our wild card picks. But for now, you will get the hard like math. <laughs> this beer is really good. It's really tasty. Um, American League. Here's my heart. All right, yeah. last year they shocked the shit out of everybody, the Red Sox. Nobody is picking the Red Sox to lead the the, Ameri- the American League East. Their American League East is tight. Most people are saying that four out of five of the teams will make it into the playoffs somehow with the ex- expanded wildcard system, and I agree with that pretty much, actually. I'm also picking the Yankees to not make it, and that is also a heart pick. But <laughs> I think with this very late edition of Trevor's story and him not having a lot of um, exposure in spring training because he wasn't there, busy having a baby and all, I think people don't know what the Red Sox are capable of. Oh, my God, Rafael Devers today hit a, a golfing home run. 
It was the biggest sinker, and he golfed it out of the park. It's he, the kid's amazing. Uh, Bobby Bobby Dahlbeck is doing very well. People were worried about first base there. I just think that every position is solid. Kike Hernandez is making some crazy plays in center. Jackie Bradley Jr. got home runs two days in a row. Like that is that kind of production. All right, there's my Red Sox. I know I'm not. I'm not selling it to you, but I believe it. And then, yeah, you're not seeing the look on my face, but potty mouth is <laughs> right. All right, mark my words, dear listeners. And then in the central, you know, I, everybody needs more socks. I'm going to go with the white socks. And in the west, I, I changed. I'm sorry, Susie. I changed from the Astros to the Angels because I just kind of feel that. Poor Mike Trout, and he's such a good player. And Shohei Otani, like, if he's going to make the postseason, it's going to be this year. So I'm going to go with a dark horse angels, some dark angels there. Yeah, what do you think of the American League? So I'm thinking that we are terrible about the AL West because everybody's picking the Astros, and neither of us did because we just can't bring ourselves to do it. Right. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, so – I noticed that I go where my mats go. You know, my my my, my mats. <laughs> Your left, welcome mats. My, my my welcome mats. You know, got shunted off from the from the Oakland A's, and so um, with everybody else. With everybody else, so I'm I'm following them. So I'm picking the Blue Jays for the AL East. I think this is going to be their year. They have been putting the pieces in place for a while, mm-hmm. and I kind of think maybe Chapman was the you know the last piece they needed. They've got pitching. They've got defense. They've got offense. I would love to see the Blue Jays go places. So I'm going with those other birds, as we called them yes. <laughs> last week. Um, I also went with the White Sox for the AL Central. There's, it's kind of a toss-up, it seems, on most of the things I read between the White Sox and the cards. But, you know, hmm. you, you do all that, and then you add in, you know, Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez and a couple other guys. And it's like, uh, right. I think I, I, I like these guys more. I want to see the White Sox do it. Um, and my weird pick is Mariners hmm. in the AL West. One of the reasons is that they now have two of my favorite Cincinnati Reds. You know, Jesse Winker's there. Eugenio yeah. Suarez is there. Um, I picked um, I picked um, Jerry Klenick too early, and I think that um, this is going to be the year that he kicks in. Uh, I think the pieces may be falling in place there, and it could I – mean, it's not a, at all a gimme. It is right. not a gimme. I mean, like, if I wanted a gimme, I would go Astros. But – Something has got to be an upset, and I would like that to be the upset. Um, my my fun to watch in the American League, um, I kind of toss up between the Twins and the Rangers because both of them made some really bold moves mm-hmm. in the offseason. I don't know if they're enough to make anything actually happen, but they're right. going to be – eminently more fun to watch with the guys that they've added in the offseason. All right. I, I didn't pick an American League fun to watch, so I'm going to just piggyback on your Rangers. I Do think, it. Yeah. Yep. Let's go on the Rangers. Yep. All right. Over to the National League. I, I guess I'm being pretty typical here. I, I should have branched out a little bit, but Atlanta, I just don't see any... I, I can't go with the Mets. I just can't. I love the Nationals, but I don't see miracles happening. Going with Atlanta for the East. The Brewers for the Central I have to go with because I did so much uh, research on their pitching, which is just crazy. I just can't see anybody overcoming that. And then in the West, here's where I I maybe should have not done this. You know what? I'm going to do a swap. I'm going to put the Giants there. Good. I'm going to put the Giants there. Good for you. Good, because otherwise we would be freaking identical. Okay. Because I'm going to even change it on the notes right now. Because it's my pitching. I've got to go with the Giants. All right. 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 There you hey, go. Hey, Deborah. So I've got 
hammers for NL East. I mean, they're coming off of of a championship yeah. that they fought hard for. Without Acuna. Without Acuna. <laughs> right. Now they're getting Acuna back. Now they don't have Freeman, but again, they've yeah, got a new Matt. They've got Matt Olson, and I yeah. love me some Matt Olson. So I feel really good with that, and they're my pitchers. So I'm, I think I feel like it's hammer time. Um, for, honestly, NL Central, I wrote Brewers pitching, which is just, you know, a big ditto for, yeah. for what you said. Um, and, and Christian Yell just got to kick in again sometime. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, again, the Brewers, Brewers are close, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and then um, – did I say Cardinals under American League? I meant that. I meant that for National League. Wow, that was so funny. When I, when I said, "Oh, it's going to be close," I meant between hmm. Brewers and Cards. That's so funny. They are National League, my right, friends. Right, right, right. That's hilarious. And I missed that. So any of you who are saying Patty do better, I just did better. I've been drinking. I was going to say I can vouch for this being the third can of beer that we have shared. Yeah, and we lost count because some cans are big and some cans right. are little, so we're not sure how much we've had to drink. And they're all there. We go. Pack but that's punch. that's where I was saying, you know, it's close with the cards. But I am anyway. I am going. I can't not go with the Dodgers for NL West because they okay. are stacked. They are stacked, and they not only have the bats, but they also have the defense, and they have pitching. And I just they just seem like they are supercharged. And if they don't do it, it's because everybody got like COVID or everybody broke a leg on the same day or something. So I don't see how they can't just roll the hell over. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm always up for, for a dark horse coming in for like something crazy, but I don't see it. But on that note, my fun to watch for the national league is the Phillies because they have all these giant bats and really terrible defense. So I think that's kind of fun. That should be fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. I For my fun to watch for the National League, I had to go with the Padres just because I'm enjoying their Twitter and Instagram so much, and I just love Blake Snell more and more. He's just so, so funny. So I just want to watch more Padres uh, video stuff with the guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to do a couple manager of the year. I know that, that Patty didn't have enough uh, space, time, I everything. I so many hours in the <laughs> snow today. It snowed. Up so, yes, I didn't get there. Both ways. Yeah. But but my manager of the year picks are not um, not based on anything besides the fact that I like these guys. Last year was Kevin Cash uh, and Gabe Kapler, Giants, uh, Rays. Well, Kapler, of course, Giants, Cash, Rays. This year, I'm going with um, nice bald guides with beards. And (laughs) that would be who both played for the Red Sox in the past. And you guys know my my sincere bias here. But Alex Cora, I feel like, is on his redemption tour. And if the Red Sox do what I'm predicting them to do, then he's got to get manager of the year. If they don't, then, well, you know. And then David Ross with the Cubs. I know the Cubs are, you know, a little bit shaky looking. But they have some interesting pieces. And... He's such a nice guy. He's, He's such just a nice such guy. a nice guy. So I've got to pick him for that. Um. Oh, World Series. Yeah. I'm going with the Red Sox over the Giants. Fuck it. You are so freaking <laughs> bold. Yep. You are so bold. I love that. And if that. that happens, like, I will have wished that I went to Vegas on it. Yeah, for sure. Can I tell this is the first year where a lot of the research is done through um, betting sites. Yeah. Like, if you, if you ask for predictions, it's not like, you know, you know, the, baseball prospectus and all of these places it's it's freaking you know the, all the the betting sites say oh here's where the odds are but um so my world series were if i had money on it it would be dodgers over blue jays hmm. if i had my so heart blue if i had my heart on it it would be those other birds over the dodgers so but i think those are the two and i think just on paper 
freaking Dodgers, my friends, freaking Dodgers. And actually visually, like that, those uniforms together, that would be a lovely World Series to watch. It would. See? That's a nice thing. It would be nice. Yeah. I feel bad that I didn't do managers. I'm sorry. I'll uh, try to do better. That's all right. You know, there's still time. There's still time. You okay. can you can come in with a with all a right. week later pick. Uh, I, I also want to give a shout out to QHAR. Thank you, Ollie, for coming up with this very important stat, which is quality hair above replacement. I think in the American League, the QHAR award should go to the Blue Jays. They have got Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who just the, the pina poof is so the cool. Pina poof. <laughs> and then Bo Bichette with the flow, Flo Bichette. And Vladdy's got his locks. So, you know, the Blue Jays has some really good QHAR. And then in the National League, especially after today, got to go with the Padres. Jorge Alfaro is just majestic. He's like compared to to that guy from um oh what's that Disney <laughs> shoot with the Rock played in the Disney cartoon. I am losing it. You know the little the I want to say Manoa, but that's not it. It's um, Moana. Moana. That's it. Manoa. <laughs> I was getting confused with the guy, you know, because that's his name, right? Jason Manoa, who Jorge Alfaro actually looks like. Okay. So, <laughs> so there, it all comes full circle. And when I when I listen to this, we'll see how much of that stays in the show. But Jorge Alfaro <laughs> looks like he could be in Moana. Mike Clevenger. Oh, I love Mike Clevenger. Is he going to pitch this year? I, it looks I like missed it. him He's last year. All, in all I, the videos. I love him in a weird, weird way. I think he I think has, I went to high school with him in some weird way. Like, a guy's just like him. He totally, yeah. well, he kind of looks like, you know, the Wayne's World kind of situation. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, he, I think he has the longest hair in MLB, I would, I would bet. It's gotten pretty long. It's D- D- Dustin May has some locks. Yeah. I think his go out more. You know, more Clevengers just go down. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then today's deal, and I don't know if you got this because you were on the road, the, the A's in their ultimate get rid of everybody on the team situation traded Sean Manea, who has the locks, to the Padres. And the funny thing about that trade is that the Padres and the A's played today. And Sean Manea was initially supposed to be pitching for the A's against the Padres and ended up pitching for, for the, the Padres. Padres against the A's yeah. with a green glove. Oh, that's yes. fascinating. Can I just say one of the best things about um, our our fantasy team, um, I'm the commissioner and we have stupid rules. And so <laughs> the draft is complicated and it involves a lot of back and forth. And um, a lot of people have taken to just sharing Google Sheets with me of their rosters, which is very helpful. So I can just sort of, that's and I lovely. can help. Like, and But some, t- some people actually leave me notes to tell me why they picked somebody. Oh, that's Like they'll say, awesome. you know, like the position and the player and their team, and here's why I picked them. Some people have listed it as d- the defense of why I picked them, as if I'm going to question it. But <laughs> I love reading those. And some of them are like, I like the way he, um, he stares down the batter. Or oh, that's my so favorite cool. one was, was John Carlos Stanton was biceps. <laughs> Which is funny because I refer to him as forearms. Yeah. But but so I'm reading this and I'm just cracking. So thank you, um, players who do that. But I thought of this right now because of the QHAR because that's so good. One team had um, Jonathan India on there, and oh. I I noted I said he's a MAGA guy but has good flow, and the response was I really really like his hair. I'm like okay <laughs> okay, 
all right, politics aside, you do you. That's okay. That That is fair. But he I'll, does have really good hair. I'm having like conversations with people on their spreadsheets, and it really makes me happy, and it makes the, the, the drudgery of trying to enforce stupid, stupid, and, and very long rules yeah. really fun. So, so, dear listeners, if you're feeling je- jealous, you might want to get on the list right away for next year because we already have one more person who missed out but wants to get in on next year. So the list is building. It's going to be fun. It sure enough is. Speaking of fun, I'm going to talk about the fun cup, La Copa de Diversión. Fun cup. And I want to know, like, how much, how many, like, baseball hats is a reasonable amount for one person to get? All of them. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this is what the minor league has been doing for the past couple years, where they have a Latinx identity that they play a few days of the season. And it used to be, like, a common day, but now it seems like each team gets to choose when they're doing there are so many teams that have signed on to this. My gasp was I just pulled up the website that shows all the teams. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I was, want all of them. I was wanting you to do that so that you could react to all oh I was talking God. about this. So there. So Patty is now scrolling through. Oh, my God. I can't. Okay. 75 former teams that were already signed on plus 10 new ones this year. This means that there's 80 times, 85 ta- teams out there with the coolest Merch. Okay, so my personal fave of the new ones, of the t- 10 new ones, is the Tumba Vacas de Wichita. So those are the cow tippers. The Wichita oh my cow God, tippers. the cow is on its back. So you got to wait, wait, c- c- click over to their merch because they have a t shirt that says Cerveza Baseball and has the upside down cow on it. And, I, and it's in like bright pink, bright green, and an upside down cow. And I think I need that. By the oh. by the way, this is the Wichita wind surge, which apparently the wind now is blowing oh. over the cows and it's I, the double A twins. I can't stop. There's what I like good. is some of the hats have the cows really big. <laughs> yep. They're just it's so cool. It's an upside down oh, cow. These are utters up. Utters, uh, utters up, up, baby. Utters up. The, then the cool thing too about if you read the page, it's it's a huge time suck because they're the stories of where the Copa identities came from, and some of them are very you know like connected to the actual Latinx community in that area and is very informational, and some of them are just goofy and funny. So overall, there are two teams that disappointed me, and this oh. is the Pointy Boots, which are the Double A D backs, Amarillo Sod Poodles, but it's Pointy Boots. It's not in Spanish. All so the Pointy Boots and the Low Riders are the only teams that do not have an actual Spanish name, and I think they could have done both of those very cool things. Like the Pointy Boots are cool, and the Low Riders are, are definitely culturally important, but why not have a Spanish name? Say yes to the beverages. So check this out. Our friends, the <laughs> Rochester Red Wings, we yes. might have to do another pilgrimage over the summer sure. to visit your kid okay. because they become the Coco Locos of Rochester, which they are actually going to be serving the rum drink in the coconut at these games. <gasps> I love them Coco so Locos. deeply. Yeah. So deeply. So I think they win the beverages. The the trio of beverages that I could find is there's also the cervezas de Durham. So the, the Durham Bulls become the Durham beers. And apparently there's a the Severe. That Cerver, seems a little Cerver. easy. Yeah. I think they took it easy. But That's the, okay. I'm okay. okay with the beer, though. Sure. And then there's the Margaritas de El Paso, which is funny because they were the Chihuahuas, which also is actually a Spanish word. But, you know, they, they just went that extra mile and turned into the Margaritas, which yeah. is fine. What are Wepas? Wepas de Worcester. Wepa. Oh, we- that, so a Wepa is just... it's it a firework? It's, it, I mean, it, it, it's like a firework or, or, a, or a rocket on the logo. Yeah, yeah. So the word Wepa is just like... Wepa. It's, it's 
it's just an exclamation that's very common in Puerto Rico. Like, it's like a wow, you should go, wepa, you know, if like there's a really good song on your dancing, wepa, wepa. So it's, I don't know, the firework is just a, a illustration of that. Can we just spend the summer yeah. driving from place to place and seeing these teams they and buying their stuff? So, so cool. basically, what we need is independent wealth right. and all the time in the world. We need, we need, how, an, how an hard can that be that. to get independent wealth and all the time in the world? Right. All right. So, my, my clo- because we could go on forever, my closing remark on this, and you will look at it the flying chanclas still need logo work. <laughs> this is the AA Padres San Antonio Missions. And if you look at their logo, you can tell they've looked at it, they've worked on it a little bit since last year. But I still don't understand why the top of the flip-flop is bigger than the bottom and it just makes it look like a dick and balls. It just... That, well, that may be why. Yeah, Maybe they're trying and, to get one bias or something. And they ha- it's funny because if you look at the hats, they have one that's pointed up and one that's pointed down. So it guess, depends on what kind of mood you're in. Okay, that is right. <laughs> this is a family show. Okay, in no way is right. this a family show, but still, I'm blushing. No, right. I'm not really not. But, oh my God, this is so much fun. Yeah, right. I think, yeah. You have yep. to take us into to more important minor league situations. We, we do, but I just want you to know that we have a place to stay if we want to go see the genomes. Oh, so, um, the genomes. And the that's genomes not even and, part and of this. Lexing- yeah. I, I want to go yep, I I see the genomes. I know you do. Okay, we're going to do some stuff. Um, as soon as like, there we go. All right, <laughs> rules, rules. I'm here for the rules, not for the merch. God dang it. I want yeah, to get merch. merch. Yeah, okay. we got to get so merch. So the minor leagues, um, we talked before about rule changes for MLB and how some of them can be just instituted within 45 days if like the committee agrees on them. Um, but some of them are still getting tried out in the minor leagues first, including starting in the second half of the season using those larger bases. We talked about going from 15-inch to 18-inch bases, which I like. It's going to reduce um, collisions a little bit, especially it's going to reduce that that weird rule going to first that Trey Turner keeps getting caught on. Yeah. Um, so that's better. But then, because they're going to use that the whole season, but the second half of the season – Second base is going to be moved in, so in a little flirty way, I'm going to tell you it may be easier to get to second base. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So, but I thank you, Athletic, for explaining why, other than just we want people to get there, so it increases like more steals or like going first to third if you shorten the distance. But if you look at the diamond when they show you the measurements, first and third are like inside the measurement line. Okay. And then when you get to the point the point at the top of the diamond, which is second base, mm-hmm. it goes through the middle of the base. So second base isn't within the diamond. Like so like first and third are within the points of the diamond. Okay. Second base is not. It like it it, it overlaps the point of the diamond. So they want to move it so the top point of second base is within the actual measurements oh, of the diamond. Which, that makes sense. So it does get it closer to first and third. It's about like a 13 and a half inch move closer um, so, you know, again, to make the games more exciting, to encourage stealing, which doesn't happen very often anymore. Um, so it's a little bit of math. So I appreciate that. It does seem to make sense. Um, the bigger the, the 13 and a half inches is the difference with the larger bases already cutting off, like, you know, an inch and a half on either side of okay. distance, plus moving the, the bag in a little bit to make things a little faster. So that's happening the second half of the season in all of minor league baseball. Sometimes they try it in just like one league or something. They're doing it all the way. Awesome. Yeah. Go all the way and get to second. That's not the same thing at all. (laughs) No, it's not. No, but if you go to second, you you have... All right. Mm, family show. No, it's not a, yep, oh, not a family show. So I'm going to do a quick... Uh, do quick... people still use that, that metaphor? Family show? No. Go and get in a second base. <laughs> I don't know. 
You guys, you guys, let us know. I think so. I, I don't mean, know. Like when we had kids who were teenagers, they would never say those things to us. So I'm wondering no. that you, you like meeting like high schoolers on a regular basis. I perhaps you know work with high schoolers that speak other languages. So I'm not so totally, yeah. use that metaphor. Yeah, and that would be real awkward for me to. Ask <laughs> yeah, they get fired pretty damn right. fast for that. Let's not do that. All right. Well, speaking of international, I'm going to do a quick international I'm a horrible tour. Horrible person. I no, have a long no, day. This is, that's, and you're not even done with your beer. And there's more beer. I, I to finished be had. a couple of them already. I'm done with this beer. All right. <laughs> and there's, there's, we got some queued up. Uh, World Baseball Classic is coming back. Hurrah! hurrah. Next year in 2023. There are so many good stories about this, but the one of the ones that I was just looking at is that the expat Cubans, who the Cubans who are playing in MLB, want a team of their own. Oh, so they can't play for Cuba because they can't go back to Cuba. Oh. So they want a Cuban team of international Cubans. So that's really interesting. I do not like the spokes guy, which is a Roldis Chapman, which is uh. another, you know, former accused abuser. But there's some merit in that. So I want to see where that is going. And there's just going to be a lot more World Baseball Classic stories that I will tie into to upcoming episodes, shall we say. Uh, Venezuela. So Venezuelan league plays in the winter, the Liga Venezolana de Baseball Profesional. But Salvador Perez is already ge gearing up for this winter. He is already committed to be playing for the Aguilas de Zulia. And he is trying to pull in a mess of guys with him. And this is actually, this, this off-season winter stuff will be super interesting because it's gearing up for the World Baseball Classic. So the idea is get the guys into the to the country to play in the Winter League, and then they'll be ready to go for a World Baseball Classic they'll already year. play together and know each other as teammates. And, oh, yeah. that's super smart. Yeah, and, and be, you know working for their team. So he's trying to get Carlos Gonzalez with him, uh, Freddie Galvez, who, who not on the O's anymore. Where is Freddie? I've lost track. Uh, Great QR. Uh, oh, uh, Rugned, Rugned, yeah, I said, said that right. Rugned Odor and Jose Perella, who's actually now playing in the KBO. So he's trying to get a whole bunch of Venezuelan guys to go back and play with him. Uh, Jose Altuve, notable Venezuelan player, is not going to be playing on the same team, but has promised to play on the Navegantes de Magallanes, who is the, the last winner of last season that went to the, the, the Serie del Caribe. And not only that, but Yare Molina, former boyfriend of I've mine. I've heard of him. He's Puerto Rican, and he has been playing. He played in the Puerto Rican League offseason, but he has now committed to managing so this might be, you know, his last year in MLB if he is committed to managing the Navegantes in next year's offseason. So there will be fun baseball to watch in Venezuela next winter for sure. I looked it up because we don't have an intern and Freddie Galvis is actually playing in Japan. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I miss his Kuhar on the O's. It still looks good. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's great. So they're coming in from all ends to go back and play in Venezuela. So speaking of baseball in Japan, it's happening now. In Japan, they started on March 25th. And along with Freddy Galvez, who I didn't realize, um, Mashiro Tanaka, last seen by me anyway from the Yankees, is playing with the Rocket and Golden Eagles in the Nippon uh, Professional Baseball League. Also in Asia, in where my heart is in the CPBL, because they're the folks in Taiwan who gave us baseball when there was no baseball happening in the darkest, dark, dark days of the pandemic. So I will always appreciate them for that. And I just bought my subscription to 
whatever it is that's replacing CPBL TV that actually I think I'm so far I'm very disappointed because I couldn't get the video on demand of this morning's game. Oh, so no. this morning, well actually yesterday was opening day for the CPBL and we're we're recording on Sunday, so this was on Saturday, but it got rained out after like two innings. So today was when it actually happened and I really wanted to see the game despite the fact that my beloved Lions got crushed by the newbie team, the Dragons, from last year. So things are looking bleak for my Lions. Uh, besides it's that... It's too early to look bleak. It's just... It's opening I know, I know. To- well, my, my favorite player, Lin Anko, is injured, yeah. and one of our wonderful pitchers from last year, Teddy Stankowitz, is now playing for the Evil Brothers. Hi, Ollie. So it's... I'm just... I'm going to follow them. I'm going to re- I'm wearing my Lions shirt right now yeah, in honor are. of opening day, but if you want to watch breakfast baseball and that's the cool thing about it is watch a little bit of break baseball with your coffee. You can check out CPBL stats. They will tell you how to do it. I could even figure it out, so you can too. <laughs> if you really want a little bit of breakfast baseball, you can get home games only for one team, so pick your team, <clears throat> Lions, for two seventy a month. <laughs> so, you know, less than your coffee at Starbucks. Or you can get full access to all the games for nine seventy a month. So go check it out. Uh, meanwhile, there's also the KBO happening, started on April 2. And if you want to see Yasiel Puig, he's there with the heroes. So, <laughs> Ringing endorsement. Yeah. Ringing endorsement. So that's, that's my international baseball wrap-up for the week. Oh, my God. We are going to see opening day <gasps> baseball. This Thursday. This Thursday. Of course, it's supposed to rain. I know. But, I, I, you know, I'm <laughs> hoping that this prediction for a full day of rain is so early that it's bound to change. I know. It's at like Thursday. 90% It's or like something. 92. Oh, shit. I just checked. So we don't, we're not doing the countdown because we know it's Thursday. Or oh. maybe we're doing the countdown. No, But I I, right now I'm doing the weather report, which is 92% chance of rain. So by tomorrow right. it'll be 71%. And then, you know, on Tuesday, it'll be 50%. And I think it's going to be okay. We just don't know who's going to pitch for the Mets. We know Patrick Corbin's going to pitch for the Nationals. We don't know who the Mets pitcher's going to be because who's healthy? I don't know. Well, we'll be in our cherry blossom shirts drinking beers somewhere. Somewhere, whether we're in the stands or we're across the street. But, yep, for sure. Oh, boy. Uh, That sucks. Yeah. Well, that's all right. It'll be opening day somewhere, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it very much. I want to give a special shout-out to our patient Patreons, because our patrons on Patreon. You, too, can sponsor us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash ball, and we would really appreciate a little bit of funding to keep this show going. So thank you to Anna and Karen and Sarah and Aton who have been hanging in with us, despite the fact that I haven't refigured our Patreon yet to actually have fun stuff on there. But, you know, as of today, I've now promised that we'd have wildcard picks on there. So I think we're going to try to throw a little bit extra your way. And if you could throw a little bit extra our way, we would super appreciate it because we have some new new expenses that we are underwriting, so to speak. That is right. Specifically, in fact, we have some yes. new expenses that we're underwriting. And yeah, so um, we're not trying to make money on the podcast, but we'd like to no. not lose money on the podcast much as we love yes. you all. Hey, so you should feel free to listen to back episodes if you're new to our show and get caught up if you have friends and family who you think would like to listen to us talk about baseball. Please let them know about us and leave us a rating or review if you can. Please find us on social media. We want to talk to you. Hang out with us on Twitter, NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, our No Crying and B-Ball. 
You should fight the man. It's the right thing to do. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. There's so many things are happening and not happening.